Hold on to your butts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody. I got to figure out a way to be inclusive, like gender inclusive. I don't want to keep saying ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Chloe Across America. I am Chloe. Thank you for being here. Uh, shout out to you if you tuned into either one of those town halls this evening. I popped into both. Um, and just to encapsulate um, what is the platform for each, um, um, Biden said... I want to decriminalize marijuana um, because it shouldn't be fair for people to have to not be able to vote if they have like a marijuana infraction. Um, and then the other guy who shall not be named was like, why don't you ask Joe Biden what he thinks about Antifa and stop asking me about QAnon. And I don't know anything about QAnon, but I know that they are against pedophilia. And he was like, sir, that means you know about QAnon. So if you haven't decided who you voting for, Lord, uh, please pray on it. And you know what you need to do. Um, but I think it's interesting that they have both of those tonight. All right. Now, before I get into anything else, I want to say hello to everybody who tuned in tonight. Shout out to all of our faithful viewers. Shout out to Brycey's, who is always an hour early, um, followed by Jennifer. Uh, I don't know what they were talking about, uh, but no kitty rescues. I don't know what y'all chit-chatting about, but shout out to Brycey's and Jennifer. Um, Darren, everybody in the comments. Please throw some hearts up for Mr. Darren Maxwell because he wedded the love of his life this past week. And it was a beautiful ceremony. And it was probably the most like emotional uh, nuptials I've ever attended. Because you know how sometimes you go to a wedding and you're like, these people should not be married. And then you go to another wedding, you be like, she's only here because she got a bunch of kids and, she, and he wants to marry her. Or you're like, he's only here because he's old and his dick don't work no more. But this couple that got married, Darren and his be a beloved, I don't want to name her because, you know, they're private. Darren and his beloved Mrs. Maxwell had everybody boo-hoo the fool in their wedding ceremony. So throw some hearts up for Darren because he got married. So I, I aspire to have a ceremony where I get people crying and, and you know, wishing me well. Hold on real quick. And also um, throw some likes on the uh, on this channel. Oh, yeah. Also, throw some likes on the channel. Hold on one second. Um, did you turn it off or on? I wanted it on. Okay. So my brother, who never is here when I do the show, is here. And I asked him to do one thing. I said, can you fix the AC? And then he turns it off. Is it on now? Is it on now? You ain't got to crawl. They know you. They know you over here. Just walk. Is it on now? I turned it on. I pressed the remote. I feel like I'm an old lady right now. Do you know how you're an old lady? Like, I'm pressing the button and it ain't working. Knocking my lights off. Turn it on. I want it on. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother. Crawling on the floor so people can't see you. I appreciate you. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just follow you with my eyeline so they can see where you where you crawling at. There you go. Thank appreciate it. You the best. Kids. Um, okay, so we shout out to Darren. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Uh, let's throw that up there real quick. Like, share, and subscribe. Make it, make it pop, make it pop for y'all. Y'all know what to do before Tim come out here and cuss y'all out. Come on, y'all. Like, share, and subscribe, whatever you're watching. Okay. Um, before I Because it won't be no show next week if if if, if I'ma check the number of people that's on YouTube. This you week. are you are are you pulling a ditty and and withholding the show if people don't like the show, Tim? 
Exactly. That's what you're doing. You're strong arming the audience. You can't give a slow shit night. Nah, you're not about that life. Get out of here, Tim. Get out of here, Tim. All right. Before I forget, because last week I had an announcement I forgot and I did at the end of the show, but it was like a last minute thing. Please set your DVRs because I will be on the Drew Barrymore talk show tomorrow. Drew Barrymore, yes, from ET Phone Home, yes, from All the Women Who's Independent, Throw Your Hands Up At Me, Charlie's Angels, yes, from 51st Dates. That Drew Barrymore, yes, like childhood Hollywood royalty, that Drew Barrymore, um, the one who put her titties out on Late Night Show with David Letterman, that Drew Barrymore, she has a talk show. And I went on it today to tape because you pre-tape a show in COVID. And so it airs tomorrow. So if you have CBS uh, and New York is Channel 2, DVR your, your machines. I sound like an old lady. DVR your machines up. And make sure that you record the Drew Barrymore show because I'm going to be on it tomorrow. She's a very lovely lady. I had a great time with her. Um, so shout out to Drew. Um, you can see the picture of me from set today on my Instagram page. So tune in and watch. Okay. So I have everything covered before I get to this amazing show that we have this evening. I want to make sure that I have everything up to date. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you know it's Thursday, which means we roast the headlines. And I'm so glad to have these two gentlemen this evening with us. Um, I have known them since early on in my comedy career. And I always love doing this show because I get to like see people because of COVID. Sidebar, COVID. I took my first COVID test yesterday, y'all. First of all, let me tell you, this is a rant. I'm sorry, y'all. I got y'all all teed up. Let me tell you about the fucking rigmarole slash hoodwink and bamboozlement this pandemic is causing. If you had any question that America was a capitalistic society, let me tell you how fast they are throwing up these COVID rapid tests all up and yonder, okay? These, these COVID rapid test centers are popping up in every failed retail business that can no longer afford their rent. I had to make an appointment to go get my COVID test so that I can be in studio with Judy Barrymore. And I looked up and now in New York City, they said that you can get a test for free. But that does not mean a rapid test. A rapid test is like four hours or less when you get the results, right? A rapid test called costs you $200, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. They're charging $200 so they can violate your nostrils and tell you in four hours or less if you finna live or die. And let me tell you something. It wasn't that bad. Like the going up my nose part, it wasn't that bad. So when I see videos of people being like, oh, 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 like I've never done cocaine, but I mean, I guess I got a uh, resistant nostrils because she said, we're going to go up there and swirl around for four. And she swirled around for four and swirled around for four. And that was it. I was like, this is it. I'm done. That was it. I spent more time driving into the city, finding parking than I did taking the actual COVID test. So what I want to say is this country knows how to get shit done when they want to make money. And so if they could pop up COVID rapid tests and charge people $200, they can do a bunch of shit that they're not really doing. That is my political rant for tonight. So I'm alive. I'm COVID negative. Me and Maggie Johnson out here surviving. All right. My guest. My first guest this evening. He has a movie on Amazon Prime entitled And There Were Four. I've known him since the very, very first early days of my stand-up career when we were doing open mics in Harlem on 125th Street and the Ethiopian restaurant where they were smoking more hookah than they were laughing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Rashad Bashir. <laughs> Unmute yourself, darling. There you go. Hey. <laughs> you got it? Got okay, it. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's everybody? up, Rashad? How are you? I'm good. Damn, we go way back. 
<sighs> Listen, like a was, Cadillac with four flats. It was a long time. It was a, you know, it was one of those things where you went into the venue and you were like, y'all really want to have a show here? Like, why did y'all agree to this? Because <laughs> nothing about this establishment says comedy. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. But they had a, they had one of the biggest stages. They did. They did. It was, and you know what? I will say this. If you don't understand how stand up comedy works, um, I know because it's a dying breed. Uh, when you are a new comic, you do open mics. And most comics, they will bounce around the city to do as many open mics as possible. But when this place was open, you went and you stayed. And like everybody stayed to the end. It was the most respectful and like, understanding and nurturing environment but most places they'd be like i did my three minutes i'm gone but we were like a tight little family because we yeah. didn't know no better <laughs> yeah 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 we would every night was like 20 25 comedians just in this one space and i i was under the assumption like oh they just stay for the show oh this is cool everywhere no. else they get they set and they bounce like they bomb and then go like yeah. they bomb and go. That's it. All right, so tell us about your movie. And there were four. Yeah. So and there were four. It's a uh, it's a black superhero movie. Uh, it it comprises of uh, like uh, superheroes who are who are also uh, black historical figures such as uh, Frederick Douglass, uh, W. E. D. Du Bois. And it has like uh, it has like a spin of like you know futurism on it as well. I play a uh, a shapeshifter in that movie. I'm kind of like a anti-hero named Shift, and uh, I'm proud to say it was my first role as a white woman. So I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> I'm going for the Oscars on this. You, go, one. you out there? You're reaching for the dream. The dream. I'm, grab, I'm grabbing it. You know. <laughs> Well, everybody, please go check out And There Were Four. It's available on Amazon Prime. And Rashad also has a podcast entitled The Struggle Beard. It's yes. Tim's favorite podcast. Uh, <laughs> where can people watch and tune and listen to the podcast? Uh, you can listen to the podcast anywhere. Podcasts or stream, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pocket Cast, uh, iTunes as well. Uh, if you have Anchor, if you listen to Anchor, go to our anchor.fm. And search the Struggle Beard podcast. There you go. The Struggle Beard. All right, Rashad, I'm so glad that you are here with us this evening. Um, next up, this gentleman also, um, you know what? He and I have a moment, a moment, because he was the first guest on my podcast after he who shall not be named won the election. And it, sure. it's a, it's, if you go back and listen, it is, uh, we were both in our feelings. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Kenny DeForest. Hey, Ken. Can you hear me? Kenny? <laughs> Kenny, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Did, did we fix it or no? No. Um, it's a little bit of a delay. Is it bad? It's a little bit of a delay. Is it not what, working? Because you're, listen, it's working, but it's a delay because you are in the middle of Arizona, correct? Yeah, and my, my girl is doing a podcast in the other room and it sounds like it's going smoothly. So I don't know what's different between our equipment. What oh wait, so are you connected to the good Wi-Fi? Like if you have a 5G option, are you on the 5G option? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is it. I'm um, like sitting I'm uh, live via satellite with Ken Forrest. 
Say that again. We couldn't hear you, Tim. What did you Here say? Operator. I said we're live via satellite. Penny, just leave. <laughs> it's so funny because the delay <laughs> means that whenever Tim comes on, that's when Kenny first yeah. starts talking. Okay, so okay, Kenny, you cleared up now. Can you hear us? Yeah. Can you hear me? Am we good now? I mean, you know, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I mean, I feel like a part of me feels like, oh no, you you coming in and out. Uh, yeah. Do you have everything else closed on your computer? Just leave and make this better for everybody. <laughs> How about this? I'm gonna come back you if I have it. a solution. I'm gonna come back okay, if I cool. have a solution. I'm not. I'm not. We can't go on like. You know what's so funny? Let me tell you something. You were doing this. You see, <laughs> I love the fact that Kenny opted out because he didn't want to be problematic, and that is how you know Kenny is an ally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michelle, I'll meet yourself. It's me and you, baby. We got this. All right. We here. We here. We, here. Here. we got this. Okay. Um, Rashad, I know you yeah. are um I, I've known you for over 10 years, and I know you are a big hip hop fan. Um, yeah. how did you feel about our first story this evening, which is of course Ice the Cube? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. if you don't know Ice Cube, um was I guess pivotal in helping he sh who shall not be named promote this platinum plan for black folks. And the way we found out about it is because he who shall not be named senior advisor tweeted this out. Shout out to Ice Cube for his willingness to step uh, up and work with he who should not be named administration to help develop the platinum plan in case you missed it. Leaders gonna lead, haters gonna hate. Thank you for leading. I, you know what? I, I want to hear what you have to say, Rashad. I want to hear. They're going to let Suge Knight out of prison after that. <laughs> that no, he's going to he's gonna reopen Death Row Records because of that right there. What? Of all people to, nah, I, I get what he, I get what he's trying to do. Okay, I get what he's trying to do because for years, black people have not had any representation politically politically that is why a lot of our efforts have been have been thwart have been thwarted because the black panther with the black panther movement was the strongest movement we had mm -hmm. it, it could have really brought us over the top we just had no political figures to help us uh you know it you know you know systematically yeah. Because at the time, I mean, because, you know, there was a civil rights movement, which was considered by all accounts like a peaceful, you know, a peaceful yes. movement, which translated to black people getting the ass beat uh, because they weren't fighting back. And yeah. then you had the Black Panthers who were like, no, we're going to arm ourselves and we're going to show up and we're going to make sure that we aren't intimidated. And, you know, to your point, like they did, there was no political arm to back that up. And then, of course, you know, the NRA comes and they make it so hard for black people, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so I think, you know, with, with Ice Cube's intent, it, I get it. Actually, let's hear what he has to say. Um, yeah, yeah let's, yeah. let's go to the video of him, Tim. All right. So this is him talking on his Twitter account. I don't know if we can count on any parties to get us about the shit, to be honest. Um. So we are going to have to do a lot of things different as a black community. Um, we have to pool our resources. We have to think about ourselves. 
You know, we love all the other races of the world, but at some point we got to figure out how do we get ahead because everybody's on top of us but us. Now, I want to know, why right. is it, Rashad, that when black men start talking like this, they all end up looking like that first? <laughs> what is it about the skull, the black scully and the scruffy beard that, that gets niggas woke? I don't know. I think he was sleeping in the woods or something. I don't know <laughs> if he would, he turned into a hermit. What's happening? Here's my issue. We, I, I have to disagree with Ice. I have to disagree with Cube, man, because we've been doing so much for so long to try to put ourselves over. When the when when the uh, when the protests wasn't doing it, when the marches wasn't doing it. We had to turn to entertainment. We had to start using, you know, our our artistic skills. Mm -hmm. That it, it it got it got somewhere for for a little bit, but we still in the same fight. Yeah. We so we so for him to say, you know, we got to do better. We've been doing better. We just be getting shit on mm -hmm. and Billy Club. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that really annoys me about Ice Cube. It's like, one, where the fuck were you at for the last 18 months? You knew there was election going on. Who did you endorse when there was mad candidates in the Democratic primary? Who did you put your money behind? Who did you tell people to look into their platform? Why didn't you sit down with anybody before fucking two weeks before the election? And I get it. I understand what his argument is, but I feel like there's, uh, like you said, there's other ways to go about it. Not to mention, I've been saying this, for a long time but whenever i see a black man want to align themselves with the gop party really what i see is a black man who wants to buy into white patriarchy they want to say mm -hmm. i want to be treated like how y'all are treated i'm not necessarily trying to dismantle the system because i want to be able to benefit and get my fucking rocks off the way white men are able to get their rocks off yeah. and let me tell you something black man that's never gonna happen for two reasons one White men don't want you to be their equal. Like, like that's no. that's just why. I mean, why do you think the police are targeting and killing black men all over the country? They don't want you to be their equal. So it doesn't matter how much money you have, they still gonna turn around behind your back and say that you a nigger. That's facts. They don't want you at their table. That table wasn't for you when they made that table. We were serving the table. That's number one. Number two, when it comes to black women and black men, black women are not gonna sign up to patriarchy. No. Our our relationship with men has been so um so um, degraded over time by other factors that the last thing we finna do in 2020 is look at you and say, how do you want your eggs scrambled over easy and you want me naked in the kitchen with no shoes on? Not happening. And my, and my thing is, you have all these celebrities that are making millions of dollars, millions of dollars. You mean to tell me two, two very popular black celebrities can't take 500,000 each that they would blow on a fucking yacht party and put that with another celebrity and y'all got a million dollars. You know how many celebrities have over a million dollars that three, four million dollars? Motherfucking uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather, the wealthiest, probably the wealthiest boxer ever. Bro, you can't set aside five million. But that's the God. thing, because that, I mean, I think that's the thing. A part of it is they want to maintain their wealth, but also then try to get other people wealth. And it's like, that's not how it's going to work in this system. All right. Kenny is can back. I, can, oh, can Wait, I say one thing on this before, before we move to the next one? Yeah. 
I just got one thing. You saw how good it went for that motherfucker. So, <laughs> all right. I just want to say who joined us at the right time and was bopping to that coon song, Mr. Kitty DeForest Kenny. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, had to get back for the. Uh, I heard you guys needed a white dude to weigh in on this. So uh, I ran to the other <laughs> room, got ready. <laughs> good. Is all this right, better? Can you, can- yeah, it's a little bit better. Kenny, we're talking about Ice Cube right now. I will let you have the last word because uh, me and Rashad just roasted him to he's melted water right now. So what are your thoughts? I mean, I understand what he's saying to a degree, I guess, that neither party has done much for the black community. But I think to negotiate with this particular dude at this particular time seems crazy. I mean... If you don't think Trump is a white supremacist, I mean, he doesn't even hide it. It's there's no dog whistles. He just it's a whistle. He just blows his whistle every day. Like, but the dude also he wants to be famous. He wants to be down. He wants to be cool. So maybe Ice Cube is trying to leverage that. I don't know, but I, I don't I don't personally get it. But uh, you know, I guess that's his one weakness. Is like Kim Kardashian comes to him and she's a celebrity and she's like prison reform he's like i'm listening you have a good butt so i don't know you know if you play to his baser instincts i guess you can maybe get through to this dude but uh i just feel like this close to the election legitimizing him at all is what are you doing this guy's an idiot get him out of here yeah and i think the thing is you know we've seen over the past almost four years now is that everything that he said that he's going to do for the black community has been just all talk and I feel like Ice Cube, having come out of a situation when he was dealing with NWA and having to leave them because he felt like he was being taken advantage of and and used, and now all of a sudden you have a situation where you put yourself in a position to be used as like a you know as a poster child for a platform that doesn't care about black people. Not to mention he titled this thing Ice Cube did the contract with Black America. When was the meeting? I, did you go to the meeting, Rashad? I can't hear you. <laughs> no, say something. Uh-oh, what happened? Yeah, I think he's muted. Oh, no, he's not muted on my end. Put your uh reconnect your headphones. See, this is see they they out here they out here they get I think I think Ice Cube dive bomb this. <laughs> yeah, Ice Cube dive bomb this. Yeah, you're about to say something. Yes. He used that He used that uh Go ahead, Rashad. Yeah, he used right. that he used that family movie no, money to bomb the stream and silence you. I didn't shot. go to no meeting or nothing. <laughs> you know, usually when stuff happen like this, like Obama send you a text message or something, you know. But I was just like a contract for for Black America. I was like, no, we don't we don't do too good with contracts, especially when it comes to America. You know, it's always yeah some type of clause that's in there that we're not paying attention How about to, yeah know? just ask the indigenous people they had contracts they will promise mad land oh yeah oh yeah I'm, yeah and if there's one person who doesn't give a shit about a contract it's donald trump oh yeah. you know he signed a lot of contracts saying hey i'll pay you that money i owe you <laughs> <laughs> it never happened 
All right. Uh, my dog, Winnie, is like, let's move on to the next subject. All right. Um, the next topic of this evening, I did not watch a single minute, but I just want to salute uh, the NBA um, and LeBron James and the Lakers for making a way downtown, uh, driving fast, looking in in the inbounds. Whatever you did, y'all did it. Uh, and I know that you two love sports and basketball, so I figured I'd let y'all talk about why, how amazing this uh, NBA. Go ahead to the next picture of LeBron putting up his four fingers. How amazing this uh, feat was for the NBA and the WNBA as well. Shout out to Bethany Donovan, who was one yes. of the top executives at the WNBA. They were in a bubble as well, and they did so much um, with their platform. Go ahead, Kenny. I'll start with you. Who's still saluting, or did you freeze? Go ahead, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know, no, no. I was just holding this real quick. Brooke in the chat said I look like I'm piping in from an '80s horror movie, and I actually feel that way. This is crazy. We're at <laughs> Airbnb, and we're pretty sure the dude that lives here is downstairs, so it's pretty terrifying. Uh, if this is the last anyone sees of me, I'm in Clarkdale, Arizona, <laughs> on Palisade Drive. <laughs> Please, please, uh, please tell my mother I love her. Um, the NBA bubble was amazing, dude. It's the league that believes in science. It's the league that believes in racial justice. It believe, like, I'm so proud to be an NBA fan, man. They came back from quarantine just on full tilt. I feel like they spent that three months off taking summer classes at Morehouse, and they just came out <laughs> ready. They were like, all the announcers were all about it. They were talking about the racial justice movement, like gloves off. I turned on the game one time, and Doris Burke was just like, when Breonna Taylor was murdered in her bed. And I was like, people don't talk like this on ESPN. This is incredible. And so, you know, to see them pull it off without a hitch and be an example – I feel like the league is being an example to the world um, in a lot of different ways. And I think pulling off a bubble with no COVID cases is unbelievable. They got that many sex addicted NBA players to not have one stripper come in the bubble and fuck every, I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they did it. Um, hats off. Salute. Yeah. James yeah. Harden didn't bring COVID in with a stripper. I don't know how that happened. but it, it, I know. Well, Kenny, the thing is the strippers they had on hazmat suits. So they couldn't like just grind up on them, you know, leave no residue, no evidence. <laughs> and you know, they couldn't, you know, and you know, the strippers, you know, they can't take live money because you know, hand to hand contact. So, you know, when they go into the bubble, they was like, uh uh, there's some Bitcoin ballers in here. Like, like no, we're not. It's like, girl, put your cash app on your chest. Like, I don't, I don't. Listen, they was getting that money. I'm sure they was getting that money. And, oh, yeah. and, and the thing about it is I talked on this show a month ago when they first went back to the bubble, when they first went to the bubble, they got, they had rings. They had these like high tech rings that everybody wore that monitored your heart rate, your temperature, everything in case anybody had any spikes, they can like notify you and tell you like, okay, you should, you may be um, exposed to X, Y, and Z. And I, and I said, like I said about the COVID rapid test, it's like when people have the money and they want to make something happen, they make it happen. You know, Tim, come on here. Tim, you got one of them rings now. <laughs> Tim, you got one of them rings in this trash. Bring your ass on here and talk about why you got the ring and what you use it for and why it's trash. Well, interesting enough, I think more ladies should start investing into that because they'd be like, <laughs> you know what, let me put this ring on here and see if this motherfucker lying or not. Let me see. Let if me his heart rate see. go up. She'd be like, we're like, where you at? He's like, what are you talking about? Where your ring at? Where your ring at? <laughs> you said you was going to the store. You Those rings are not accurate. Around the corner. What, okay. what you got in the lift for? What you got in the lift? That's right, yeah. So, so, Tim, how are these rings not accurate? Because they the, the software is faulty. It crashes all the time. It doesn't track mm. the um, the vitals um, well. And um, they, uh, the ring dies sometimes. 
I mean, did the ring die or are you dead inside? Which one is it? <laughs> uh, probably both, but um, that ring is that ring dies. But see, also, it's a first generation, and I'm that's sure the, first generation. It's like the operator the piping in live from Gotham City. That's nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is um, this is uh, um, I'm in what? Blade Runner. Um, this is the background you chose for tonight's show. Is the background is Blade Runner, a dystopian future. Well, I mean, with uh, Kenny's connection, yeah, we are definitely ratcheting <laughs> Wi-Fi right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't buy that ring. Ring is trash. Okay, well, maybe the next generation of the ring will be better, Tim. You get it and let us know. Maybe. Well, if people donate to the show, then you can buy another ring. See how we try to make sure you can live Nobody's your life? Nobody's donating to the show. You, Bye, you know. Tim. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of someone who is out here uh, snatching wigs and taking lives, Bill Burr was the host this oh. past weekend on SNL. And before the show was even over, this clip, um, actually, let's go to the picture of him. So if you know you don't know who Bill Burr is, let's go to the picture. I love these uh, corny-ass photos that they use as their promo. Um, first of all, I was like, Bill, you in a whole... Uh, first of all, you should have known Bill was about that life. He's in a whole bubble jacket, and it's not even below 50 degrees yet in New York City. So he came here for that fire. He got that dread. He got that dread jacket from Hotline Bling. Like you remember? <laughs> yeah. Remember he was like, nah. <laughs> okay. All right. And so before the show was even over, people were already yeah, posting. He came straight from uh, directing planes then at Laguardia. That's it. <laughs> he's a working. He's a working class white man. Um, let's go to the video of him shitting on white women. I gotta tell you, the way white women somehow hijack the woke movement. Generals around the world should be analyzing this. <laughs> Just to refresh your memory, the woke movement was supposed to be about people of color, not getting opportunities, the at-bats that they deserved, finally making that happen. And it was about that for about eight seconds. And then somehow, white women swung their Gucci-booted feet over the fence of oppression and stuck themselves at the front of the line. I don't know how they did it. All right. Now you know I you know my thoughts on this. Uh but uh Kenny as a as a white man, what did you think about his assessment of white women? Well, listen, I felt I thought as a white man it was my job to step up and defend white women the way they've defended us. So I say get after him. Who gives a shit? Toss him to the wolves. I don't care. <laughs> Oh my God! Wait, so Kenny, y'all, y'all out here? I'm gonna give them. The, I'm gonna give them the same loyalty they gave us. Wait, so so wait a minute, Kenny. Is this, is this breaking news? White men feel like uh, white women don't have their back. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if it's breaking news. It's it's uh, it's been this way. I've been under the bus, going, "What the hell happened? I thought we went to the same private schools, but apparently not." Uh, <laughs> You know what? There's been a lot of uh, every job I've ever had, white women. There's been so many. I don't know. Uh, you know, I've been fired by more white women than I have white men. But, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it is but what it know, is. It feels like it feels like, you know, your plight is similar to the plight of black women. Black women feel like black men don't defend them. And you, a white man, saying that you don't feel like white women defend and support y'all. And this and this is a patriarchal society. So, I mean, <clears throat> clearly patriarchy ain't working. Well, here's the thing. We have no choice but to take it. 
No white man. There's no argument we can make when people are pissed off. There's no like, but we just have to go. Yeah, I know it sounds right. I know a little. I know how history works. You know, I know how the present functions. You know, so we have to. We have to deal with it. We have to take it. You know what I mean? As a white dude, you go one of two ways. You learn the history of America. You either become very ashamed and you sort of like slouch your shoulders a little bit and you go, "Very sorry." Or you become Richard Spencer and you just go, yeah, that's it. That's your two choices. But white women have been able to just be like, well, we're women, which there is an argument to be made. You know, women globally are generally disrespected. So there is that. But I think the proximity to white is more than the proximity to woman in terms of privilege. You know what I'm saying? Like, of so much of the atrocities that have happened that white men did was for white women. It was for them. It was to get a better looking white woman. The white man went out and did all these horrific things to get a higher status white woman into the house. Keyword in the house. And so, you know, this is this is what they've forgotten. And uh, but, you know, I'm used to it. I'm used to the treachery. You know what I mean? This is why <laughs> this is why white men started popping their collars in the early 2000s, because we had to protect our necks because everyone was stabbing. Rashad, what you is took your... my answer. That was my a, less, a lot less awkward. But that was that was my take. Honestly, I'm just like, uh. Uh, I'm just like, look, not some white women, not all of them, some white women, not all of them. They, uh, they, they, they take their innocence and use it to their advantage. Sometimes when they feel like, oh my God, I'm being attacked. But when you want to express your anger, you're all jabbing in somebody's face. I'm like, you, like, bitch, we will kick you in the face. Like, back up. Yeah. And. We got to stop these white women from throwing dogs at people. Like, I don't know if you, they, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's white women that's with the issue. I think it's puppies. I, I really think that's what's happening right now. Protect the ASPCA. I think that's where we need to go. I think that's, I think that's where, I think that's where the next Black Lives Matter should be. It's like, black. PLM. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. PLM. And the great thing about uh Bill Burr's roasting of white women is immediately people took to social media to figure oh, out who God. he was married to. And this is his wife, if you did not know. He is married to a black woman. That's Which Candace is, Owens. I know that it. is a I shut up. It. That is not I Candace. <laughs> That is Nia. Her name is Nia Renee Hill. And they have been together for over, like, damn near 20 years. I feel like they, not 20 years, but a really, really long time. They were just married in 2013, but they were together for many years before that. Uh, they, she is also a writer, producer, and director. She's been on several films. And she's really pivotal in his uh, company. Um, is it is it Comedy Dynamic? No, not Comedy Dynamic. What is the name of it? Um, what's the name of his comedy company? I can't remember what it is. Um, all things comedy. All things comedy. Okay, I can't either. But I, yeah, all things comedy. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so he is married to a black woman, and they have a child together. And so when you see that he's married to a black woman, it kind of makes his point about white women even more valid because yeah. he understands probably from someone who he shares a bed with about the dynamics of whiteness and white privilege from a party who's not white. 
And I I saw somebody in the comments. I don't know. This is the thing too. Like, I don't know. Go ahead, Rashad. I don't know if somebody somebody in the comments said that's a real black woman. And I was like, yeah. Do you see her edges? Like that weave is kind of like kind (laughs) of tilted a little. (laughs) I was like, ah. I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, Bill Burr, he got a real one. Okay. He got a real one. He definitely has a she's a real black woman. Uh Kenny, your thoughts. Well, I was just saying, like, you know, white women are really good at weaponizing their tears. You said it, Rashad, you touched on it, but there's nothing more powerful than a crying white woman. You know what I mean? It's just you want to get some shit done. You bring a crying white woman to the front of the line and say fix this. And the manager is like, Oh, what can we, here's free everything. Please stop what you're doing. And that's the difference. Like, here's the thing about Bill Burr in the joke. He said, uh, he said, sit down next to me and take your talking to, he didn't remove himself from the privilege. You know what I'm saying? He, he said, sit down next to me and take your talking to. And this is the thing. People act like I was talking to a friend of mine about it. She's a white woman. And first of all, she was like all pissed about it. She goes, he's a misogynist. And then she said, by the way, I haven't even watched the clip, which peak white woman answer. But, uh, and then like, it just, it, what, but, and then she was like, but all you white men are so defensive. And I go, I did comedy in Brooklyn for five years. Every other punchline I heard was white men. I didn't ever get mad. I listened and I nodded and I said, this, this seems correct. I didn't go to Twitter and be like, who's making fun of white men? I said, no, this is all justified. Everyone's justified. And I listened. That's the difference. You just take the joke, you listen to the joke, you see if there's some truth to it and you move on with your life and you apply it. That's, that's, that's how you grow as a person. That's what comedy is for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people don't, they don't like when you're a comedian, you have those moments where your viewpoints are put out there and people respond in real time and it makes mm-hmm. you reassess what the fuck you've been thinking your entire life. Yeah. And most people aren't held to that standard of evaluation like that. Yeah. A lot of people, they mount function when they hear the raw truth. Mm-hmm. Like they literally be like, oh, he said something that was accurate with history. Like, yeah. The <laughs> So why you what are you getting upset for on that shit and, and let's move on. Let's Yep. Uh and I do want to say I actually all right, let me get big for this. Um if you want to know how white women weaponize their white privilege, I conduct a very popular <laughs> web series or webinar for those. Um it is a lecture where I have a PowerPoint presentation. It is called Don't Be a Karen, how to use your voice and be an ally. If you would like to have me give this lecture to your workplace educational group, book club or just a group of white women you want to get woke, you can contact <laughs> me at Chloe underscore Hilly on Instagram or go to ChloeHillier.com. I'm available for bar mitzvahs, birthday parties, showers, funerals, and woke uh, surprise parties. Hello. <laughs> yes. So that is the realness. That's the truth. Um, okay, that is true. I do a lecture and I've been very, very busy um, doing my little webinars. So don't be a Karen or Ken if it's gender inclusive. All right. Okay, next story. All right. Um, this one, I feel like this story, I saw it and I was like, I'm surprised that it took this long. Nike is suing a shoemaker for stealing the Nike design. Let's look at the sneaker because you can't even, this is, you already lost the lawsuit. You got the whole check and you just 
kind of like added a little font to the check. So it's not a perfect, smooth, round check at the end. And you put a pigeon. This is by a men's clothing Chloe, line. What the hell are you looking at? That's a hockey mask. This, this, this yeah. is fucking a Jason face. Mask. Yeah, a hockey mask. It, first of all, that you, are you trying to say that that is not a Nike check? No, it's a it's a hockey mask. It's a hockey mask that's in the shape of a it's a well, it's a hockey mask that's in the shape of a Nike check. Okay. It's a Nike swoosh that looks like a hockey mask. <laughs> um, can you please go back to showing the image because you are showing your ass right now. You are an instigator and you know that this is a fucking ripoff of the Nike dunk shoe. <laughs> it's a hockey mask. It is not a it is not a you know what it is? You know what it is? You know what it is? It's the same yeah. thing as is you sound like uh, this nigga here. Go to the next photo. This is who you sound like. <laughs> Go to the next photo. This is who you sound like. It's not <laughs> McDonald's, it's McDowell's. They got sesame seeds on their bun. We got poppy seeds on our bun. Oh. No, nigga, that's the same fucking shoe. Don't try that shit here, Tim. Go you should have asked me to grab. Uh, well, Chloe, the, um, if you paid your operator more, this. he wouldn't have to moonlight as a lawyer for this shoe company. Come on. If if Chloe would have watched the goddamn conversation between the shoe nerds, she would have heard that one guy was trying to say that this was a custom yeah. made shoe, and the other guy was saying this shit was was a was a rip uh, uh, a bootleg ripoff of, of a Nike shoe with a hockey mask on the front of the uh, swoosh. Okay, first of all, Nike is suing the Los Angeles sweet streetwear brand Warren Lotus over the alleged production and sale of fake Nike dunk sneakers, <laughs> according to court papers obtained Thursday. The trademark lawsuit filed late Wednesday in Los Angeles federal court contends that Warren Lotus is promoting and selling a shoe that is confusingly similar to the famous dunk sneaker and is adorned with a near copy, mm. near copy of the Nike famous shoe design. And go back to the sneaker because I want everybody to get, <laughs> I want everybody to see, go back to the sneaker. <laughs> They are charging three hundred dollars for these sneakers. Where Canal Street? Like that? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Tim, you gonna get on here and you want to be cool with the cool kids and act like you know that these is not fucking rip off. These is rip off sneakers. Oh my god! Look, that this is like a another rip off in a long line of sneakers that have taken a swoosh looking thing and turned it into some other shit. So, oh my god. Uh, it, 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 it's going to keep going even after this shit. Listen, this is some lazy ass shit. You don't take the whole swoosh, Tim. Uh, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, I want you to chime in here because I know you got you. Listen, I know you got something to say about this, Kenny. Yeah, these are the uh, these are the type of shoes that you can buy exclusively out of the trunk of some guy's car. Uh, it's just some guy in a trench coat takes you to his trunk and gives you these. It's ridiculous. Those are they're, they're actually called Rikes because he's going to Rikers Island. He's going to jail. This is ridiculous. Rashad, I know you grew up in New York, and don't you remember when people tried to walk around with fucking rip off sneakers? Oh my God, I was one of them. Like I, uh, I'm telling you, you gonna go to Times Square, you gonna see an African with a blanket on. He said, "Look, I got those new Jason Nikes. I got the new Jasons. These are not Jordans. These are Jasons. Please come get your Jasons. That- these are that. These are that Jason Thirteens. 
I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. The fact that the guy thought he can literally get away with that. Yeah. These are the these are the Michael B. Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the Jordan Peels right there. Those, <laughs> Those sneakers are a ripoff. Anybody <laughs> says. I don't care what anybody says those are rip off, and you know that person as well. And you know what? They were. They, this is not the first time they've done a shoe like this. They've had these types of shoes for years now. Okay, for years. So I don't want to hear it. They go into jail, like you said. These are Rikes because they go to Rikers Island, even though they're yeah. like <laughs> Rikes. They they should ship their ass from Los Angeles to New York and put them up in Rikers Island and have them sitting in the cell right next to niggas who did real crimes. And they going to be mad about them getting away with ripping off Nike than they are about the nigga that killed somebody. I bet you that. Shit. I mean, if they mad about them sneakers, then go over to China. They got a whole fucking, like, thing. They got a whole street of rip-off shit. Like, why yeah. would you... But the thing is, China ain't gonna charge you three hundred dollars for some shit. If China That's made true. them sneakers, that is, them that things. Is very true. If, if China made them sneakers, they would cost thirty dollars. They would come with a USB cord so you can fucking charge your heels. <laughs> Everything. You get your money when you get some shit from China. It's gonna work for three weeks, but it's gonna be a good three weeks. Yeah. They, <laughs> they come with a Rolex, you know. You get them from China. Rolex. Yes, there you go. Um, I can't believe Tim came up on here, popped his face on his fucking screen, talking about defending the goddamn Michael Michael mask. Goofy dummy. You oh stupid. Tim, you want me to get those for your birthday? You want me to get them? You want those for your birthday, Tim? You want- Cut that bitch off. Next caller. All right. Next story. Um, mm. Speaking of something that don't sound right, but you know, <laughs> Cardi B went on Instagram Live this week and announced oh that she is God. getting back with the love of her life, oh Mr. Offset. Uh, if you don't know, they um, were getting a divorce. She filed for a divorce in Atlanta. And even though they got married, I don't know where they got married, but she got divorced and she stopped her divorce in Atlanta. Uh, she had a 20th birthday party. Go to the pictures, Tim. You slip in. You slip in. Uh, she had a 20th birthday party um, during which he presented her a Bentley truck, even though she cannot drive. Uh, and she also posted, a, excuse me, a video of her like grinding on him. And she basically said that, you know, he's her best friend and she'd be bugging out sometimes and she missed the dick. So they're back together. And so to that, I asked both of you uh, who are both engaged. You're both engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever had a moment where you're like, I want to dip out. And then you're just like, let me, let me just, let me just go back and uh, make it work. I'll start with you, Rashad. Uh, I'm not going to answer that because <laughs> she's in the next room and I don't have no <laughs> headphones on. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, obviously that's what Bronx should do. <laughs> Uh, when they missed Dick, and you know, they was like, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, we, we, my, my fiance and I, we, it's, it's been nine years, so she's been with me since Cafe Addis. We, we've been together that, yeah, that long, you know, we, we, we broke up, but we got back together because, you know, we realized that, um, we're both broke and ain't nobody gonna be taking care. <laughs> nobody gonna be picking up the slack for us but we saw that you know she you know that her and i 
uh, we're compatible. We support each other. We're both artists. So, uh, and it was hard for, like when we broke up, it was hard for me actually to, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, look for, you know, something else because it was just like, I don't, I don't want to start over and you probably ain't going to put up with the shit that she put up with, that she put up with. So, <laughs> You like three months in, you like, so when you gonna get a job, like this comedy <laughs> shit ain't working. When you gonna get a job, like I didn't, at least with her, she said, Babe, yeah, go do your best set. All right, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, they're gonna break up tomorrow. So, I'm just saying that about Cardi B and Offset. They, it's, yeah, because mm. they got back together. But, yeah, but see, the thing is, um, you know, Kenny as well as Rashad, Kenny, you have also been in a relationship for a very long time. And I think that is the thing that is missing with Cardi B and Offset because they kind of got married less than a year or like year and a half after like starting a date. So what what advice do you have for couples who are like, you know, make up to break up and, and haven't really put in the years? Well, you know, don't go, don't get married in your twenties. What are you doing? You're both rich and hot and in your twenties. I think you should both just go get some random ass and just go have a good time for a nice decade. And then when you're about 34, 35, you'll be, you know, you start to get a little tired out there. You want to throw on some sweat plant, sweatpants, watch some Netflix. That's when you want to settle into relationship mode. You know, you don't write, you don't write wet ass pussy and then go have sex with the same penis for the rest of your life. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> Like you want one guy to hit the dangly thing in the back of your throat? Like get that dangly thing. Like treat that thing like a boxing bag. You know, come on. <laughs> but she's at a disadvantage because dudes don't like powerful women. So who else is she gonna fuck? Like most dudes would yeah. just you know shit their pants if Cardi B was in their presence. So like she has, she's either gonna be him or one of the other Migos, and that's about all she's got. So <laughs> I mean, she might as well stick around. You know. And honestly, looking at it, like y'all both got money, y'all got millions of dollars. What are you like? What are you like? If, if y'all break up again, what are you actually losing? What you just gonna go fuck? It's just album. Like I don't know. Like I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I think I that yeah, that's hard. That's a hard thing when you think about because, especially for women uh, who are successful, like you said, Kenny, it is intimidating for a man, and so now you find yourself where you're if you. The dating pool is already small. It's so much smaller because you are a multimillionaire, you're a public figure, you are a powerful person, and you're who are you gonna date? I mean, she's not gonna just date the dude from the bodega in the Bronx when she go nope. back and visit her abuela. So <laughs> you gotta, I guess yeah, they need therapy. They should go to therapy. Don't do it on reality TV like other people, just like go, you know, figure out. They, they, they're going to make a reality show out of that. Trust me. They're gonna, mm. it's, it's, that's going to be a VH1 100%. Like, top rating show right after Black Ink. It's just going to come on just Cardi, Cardi. and Set. I don't know. It's going to be oh my Cardi gosh. and Set. Uh, uh, Cardi, I know you don't watch the show, but if you ever come across <laughs> it, please, girl, please do not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> Listen, because Reality TV is not what it once was. Like reality TV is like the unemployment office. You ever have to like go and take that course where they say coming down here and take a course so you can get the rest of your money for unemployment? Like that's what reality TV is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, especially when 100%. you have a career like ours and you gotta go down there and they be like, So how come you can't get a job? And you be like, uh, I'm in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, don't do oh. it. Reality TV has lost yeah. all its shine and luster. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, best of luck to Cardi B and Offset because I realized why they broke up because he was upset when she took off her makeup. He was like, no, nah, that ain't what you look like. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, she accidentally posted her boobs. Kenny, you got so excited. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what? I know you. I know, and she oh. said it. And and you know what? I applaud her for saying I was not hacked. It was an accident. You know that, like that photo she took, felt like it was after her birthday party. She got out of her outfit. She was laid there. She felt good about herself. She just took a picture and probably sent it to Offset, who was staying in a hotel three blocks down, because you know they ain't announced that they got back together yet. So she, that's probably the, how they got back together. She sent them them titties, and he was like. Come, come to my room. I'm down at Circus Circus at the other end of the strip. <laughs> you know how many dudes was like, "Nah, I saw them titties in real yeah, life." He was like, "Never mind." Strip club in the Bronx, like. Um, people were critiquing her boobs. Um, and as two men, I want your input on this. They were critiquing her boobs because they felt that her areolas were too big. What are your thoughts, Kenny, on mm. big areolas? Well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm here to tell you I've not seen the picture of Cardi B's breasts. And I'm <laughs> saying that honestly and not because my fiance is on the other side of this wall and can definitely hear every word I'm saying. <laughs> and um, as far as, you know, as big areolas, like, I don't know, man. I'm sure my balls are nothing cool to look at. I don't want people on the Internet talking about my balls, you know, like your areolas are your areolas. Those things are they're sensitive. You know, you got a little more room to work with. you got a bigger landing strip to work that tongue and make some shit happen. So, you know, and uh, any dude talking about Cardi B's areolas is in his mom's basement. And the last ass he got was his own hand. These guys are losers. You know, no one that actually has sex with women sits on the Internet and talks about areola size. These are there you go. Men's rights blogs. There you go, Rashad. Are you are you a um, a body shamer when it comes to big areolas, or do you embrace all boobs? All titties matter. I'm gonna just say that <laughs> if you got if you got big areolas, I'm just like, hey, you support <laughs> you support the Jewish community. You done tattoo yarmulkes on your breasts, so I'm just like, <laughs> oh, all right, Mazel talk. Uh, I'm not I'm not against it. I'm a I'm a titty man <laughs> just for you, babe. Uh, I, yeah, because I got to say that right there. But um, I'm just like titties are titties. They were they were made for different. Don't you know, they were it, no, no? They were made for sucking. That is they, the, yes, the whole yes. purpose of it. Is right there. That's it. That's the only reason why women have breasts is for them to be sucked on. Yeah, yeah. By by uh by men before they're pregnant. Because afterwards, you're like, oh, what's this? Look, what is that? <laughs> so, what yes, is that? That, that, that is that is one of the things. That's the one thing that we know that it's for. I mean, certain things about your body, you may have multiple purposes. But <laughs> even a vagina has a dual purpose. It can receive and it could give life, you know. But <laughs> boobs have one job only. That's it. That is it. And some women go through their life and they mm -hmm. don't even feed from their boobs. So they're not even, you know, using them. So you really just, you know, out here chilling with your boobs, just not feeding the world. 
What's, it's what's, just like having what's... irises in your eyes. You got to be able to be like, you got to look down sometimes, or you got to look forward, or you got to look outward, you know? That's what, what, what areolas are for, just to give you direction. Direction, there you go. Go ahead, Tim, what you about to say about boobs? What's, what's man titties for? <laughs> Listen, I think it's a it's an evolution thing. It was an evolution thing. <laughs> you know, God was like, I feel like women are better suited to hold a baby and not drop it because they want to watch the NBA final. So let's give them the milk. Well, fuck what Kenny said. Those those areolas was trash. You know what? <laughs> See, this is why we can have nice things. Those areolas were not trash. Not to mention her boobs look really good for someone who had implants because she had no i didn't see any visible scars so unless her her areoles look like that from her implants i mean she got some good work done so shout out to you uh cardi and your boobs speaking of uh mothers protecting their kids um and boobs and titty milk uh this video has been circulating of a cougar chasing down a hiker in utah and let's look at the video and then we will discuss the reason why he was being chased down by this cougar Holy shit. No, go away. Go away. No. This no. cougar is hitting them with the one, two step. You, this cougar is hitting them with the uh, ATL stomp. Remember the choreography <laughs> from the video? He <laughs> <laughs> looks like one of those lizards from Jurassic Park that shoots ink. Yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, if you don't know the story, a hiker was in uh, Utah, which is beautiful, by the way. Uh, Utah has amazing national parks. If you're ever in Utah, go check them out. And so, he was hiking. And so, he recorded over uh, several minutes, like seven minutes of him um, being followed, or you know, not chased, but like followed by this cougar. And what he failed to mention was that he got too close to this cougar's cubs. And the cougar was making sure that she was creating distance from her cubs. That's why she was like pounding the floor. If she wanted to kill him, she would have killed him because cougars are the, like one of the most uh, supreme predators that you never see a cougar out in the wild like that because they're always stalking and hiding. So if it was going to eat him, it would have ate him. Have any of you ever been in a wild and, and felt like your life was in danger by an, a wild animal? I'm gonna let the white guy take this one. Uh, that's <laughs> that's their territory. <laughs> um, I've been in the ocean when there was a shark around, and that was really scary. Uh, and then I was in the desert one time hiking, and I there was a rattlesnake, but it wasn't it wasn't close enough that I was like, "This is the end." But it it was pretty close. And then one time I heard some. Uh, coyotes like ripping something apart and i could hear it and that was that was terrifying but that's like i've never mm. been face to face with an animal like that no i mean you just named three things and you go but that's it and rashad also, is like just, if real quick uh, if i could add yes. <laughs> i've only had one that's funny yeah I, yes brooke i yelled no at the shark i yelled no shark, no <laughs> I have questions. Uh Kenny, um uh, these various times that you were in uh near animals, did you have a gun or a knife or some type of weapon um that would no. keep No. I, 
I know this this beard makes it look like I've been waving a gun around in a state capitol building all day, but I actually do not have a firearm. So uh, don't let don't let my face deceive you. Uh, um, listen, Darren says I swam next to a stingray. I don't know where that register is. Well, uh, according to Steve Irwin, uh, your life was in danger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Your life was a danger, Darren. Um, when it comes to wild animals, this is what people should understand. I'm glad that that video went out so people knew because I actually shared that video with uh, Zainab and she was like, I would have ran. I said, if you ran, you would have been dead. Yeah. Um, when it comes to cougars, if you are going to go out and go hiking, you should know things about the local animals. For cougars, uh, for instance, because they are supreme predators, they're always stalking. And as long as you're facing them, they won't attack you because it kind of ruins the fun of their kill. And so if you are being chased by a cougar, you should always walk away backwards slowly. Don't run because if you run, then they're like, game on. I'm ready to eat. Like my dinner's warming up. Um, and so you want to make your, your voice very loud. You want to look them directly in their eye. You want to back away slowly and raise your voice. Do not turn around and run away from a Kruger or a lion or any like cat predator because they will eat you. Okay. Damn. Wait, hold on. Dendrick. Wait a minute. Dendrick. Dendrick. Them damn raccoons ain't no joke. A raccoon ripped my nose halfway off in 2018. My first day at a temp job. Where were you working? In a dumpster? Den Dendrick. <laughs> you cannot drop that kind of information. <laughs> Yo, I, honestly, I had one encounter with. Also, I just want to add, how addicted to social media are we that this dude was like, "I can't stop recording. I can't. Yeah. This is too good of content. I know my yeah. life's in danger. I should put my phone down." But this is gonna do so well on the gram, so I'm gonna keep recording. What is wrong with people? Put their phone down and Put throw a rock at that. Like, down. what are you doing? What? Yes. Everybody thinks that their phone is going to protect them from an ass whooping or getting their ass chewed off. No, well, this is that's the same thing with people talking about have a weapon. If you have a gun, if you have a gun, you're in the woods. No, listen, Bryce's. What is a gun gonna do to a cougar? Do you understand? First of all, most people don't. First of all, a cougar is already low to the ground. So if you aim in, you got to aim at the head because if you hit the body, they still going to come after you. Now they mad with a bullet hole and they got to. No, you cannot kill. You cannot shoot no wild animal unless you have a, a rifle with pellet gun, like with pellet uh, bullets that will spray them and kill them. But if you got a nine, you ain't killing no cougar unless you got a fucking red beam dot on a forehead. Yeah. I want to just say, when I saw the title uh, uh, Cougar Chases Man, I thought it was like an old lady in the club going <laughs> after a young man. I was like, how aggressive are these women in their 50s going after these young dudes? And then I was like, oh, they talking about that cougar. They That's how you know <laughs> you've been in New York too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was just like, I'm going to get this young man right here. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, why is she hiding? Like, Miss Dolores, we can see you. Like, we can it's just, uh, just a woman twerking in orthopedic shoes. <laughs> Listen, as a native New Yorker, Rashad and I, we don't really encounter wild animals, and we definitely don't go out into the woods by choice like Kenny has to see <laughs> the coyotes tear shit up. But like Rashad, I was trying to say earlier, the New York City rats. Yo. Go ahead, Rashad, speak on it. Okay, so 
Rats, uh, they they just like they just like regular squirrels without fur on their tail. I'm talking about raccoons. Like I live in the projects, and where I live at, like the 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 Washington Heights was is right above me where I currently live now. So there's like raccoons that walk around, but sometimes they'll venture into the projects, and some dudes be playing dice, and these is hardcore dudes. They're like, yo. We out here, ah, ah, yeah, give me your money. A raccoon walk by, like, oh, is that a marsupial? And they'll just run in the building. Listen, like, Rashad, I saw a raccoon last week in Bedside, Brooklyn, while I was walking oh. my dog. Let me tell you, I wish I knew this was going to come up because I have the video. I'm walking my dog, and I see this furry thing. And you know, because I'm a dog owner, if I ever see a furry thing, I'm always like, is this a lost dog? Like, I go into, like dog owner mode like should i help somebody find their lost dog so i see a a, a dog-sized furry creature and then i see <laughs> the tail which is mad furry and i was like wait that's too big for a rat is that a that's a rat and it like it heard me say is that a raccoon and the nigga said <laughs> <laughs> and like froze <laughs> and then like it went to hide behind the tree and then it ran across the street and i like pulled my phone out to record it and i was baffled because i'm like there's no major parks near me i'm in bedside where are they hiding out at that I don't see them? Like, I know they're nocturnal, but like, who apartment? Or what are they sharing? Do they got an Airbnb in the hood? And then my mother and my aunt told me that low-key New York City introduced raccoons because they help uh, eat rats. So a couple years ago, I don't know if you remember around New York City, they had posters up that said, raccoons are your friend. And that was their way of letting us know that they had raccoons here to eat the rats. No, they they eat more than rats. They eating trash. They eating they eating sneakers. They don't give a damn. They eating them little Jason sneakers. That's what they really need to be eating. Okay, <laughs> they need to be eating them little them little Jason Nikes. Okay, they need yeah. to be eating those. Listen. Kenny, I, I mean, a well, raccoon. next year, the New York's going to introduce the uh, cougars to take care of the raccoons. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just keep going up the uh, the food this chain. Is, this is the this is the this is the de evolution of New York City as we know it. Do you remember? Uh, have you ever seen this video? The video was a, a couple years ago, like the science video where they introduced coyotes or wolves. I think it was wolves, wolves to a park. And the wolves changed the whole ecosystem. Like they, the, the wolves, because they ate this thing, it let off like a chain reaction. The water started flowing in the opposite direction. The beavers was building there. Yes. And so New York City has squirrels, pigeons, and rats. They introduced raccoons to minimize the rats. Next thing you know, we're going to have deer walking around this bitch. Fucking <laughs> Ogie the Beer going to be walking around with beef and broccoli Tims on. Like, <laughs> we got to get out of here. <laughs> we got to get out of here, y'all. <laughs> Just a berry and a chopped cheese, smoking a menthol. Yeah. You're like, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> I saw one in Jersey. I saw one in Jersey. Uh, my fiance and I, we were getting like uh pictures taken for you know, you know, you know, Your just you know, yeah. yeah, for the announcing and everything. So we go to we go right across the bridge, directly across the bridge to Fort Lee, New Jersey. It was like a little park. We park and we go to we go to park the car, and I look in the I look in out the window, and it's just a deer just staring at me, just like it was eating some grass, and it just saw me come out the car. And said, yeah, like what you doing here? 
I was like, uh, uh, I think y'all need, I don't think we supposed to be this close. Uh, I think, uh, cause I'm trying to walk, but the deer, it kept following me. Yeah, like, no, human no, no, no. territory. You got we don't realize as human beings, we are not the we are not the superior species. Like we are like like we need light, we need electricity, we need microwaves. Like, I mean, even if you a frontier person, like there's only but so much you can do. That's why people in the wild west was dying because they got a paper cut and then they got gangrene and they died. Like animals have been waiting for us to fuck up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they are gonna start wearing us as they skin. Like you know how Ooh. people wear minks. Man, listen, let me tell you, Nick, nigga skin gonna be the the top of the line. Let me, oh, I'm gonna yeah. tell you. That. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you are gonna see two bears. He be like, oh man, you got that new Negro? You like, yeah, man. man. This is butter soft lotion, Vaseline. Like, Look what at you that. got? He like, nah, I got that Caucasian. It's a little dry. It gets Look, a little red like, when I yeah, put it got in rosacea. The got that rosacea pattern, but that <laughs> Negro skin. Soft and supple, like like soft baby cow leather. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, he's like, oh my god. Oh, did you get that from the me? Did you get that from the factory in Detroit? Like, yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Oh, this smells like Compton. Yeah, Ooh. Compton right here. I, like uh, I, I know you guys are joking, but uh, have you seen um, uh, these? Uh, it's a it's a guy. I think it's in Australia. This guy makes uh, shoes out of black people cadaver skin. Hold on, let me Google. Can you please Google this and pull no, it up? No, we gotta me? find him and 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 put him away. No, we need we need to go send some raccoons over there. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean, like Aborigine Aborigine skin? Or oh, where you getting the shit from? He just doing it. But he's making shoes. Yeah, shoes. <sighs> Hold on, let me look. Let me look this up. Let me. You ain't gotta do it right now, but I'm. I'm... I want to see it. You bring it up. You There's can't bring up some. You can't bring up something like that. Like you. Let me say something, Tim. You you've been popping up on here all night to 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 chime in about some fugazi ass fucking shoes. You came up here with the strong heat and defense of them fucking Nike ripoffs, and you gonna pop in here and tell me there's a nigga in Australia that's making skin off of black people with shoes, and you don't want to back it up with information. Pull up the car facts now. <laughs> I want to see it. Come back. When you come back. I want to see it. Even if that's the end of the show, pull it up. All right. Next uh, story. While Tim is searching for uh, Tim, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tim Brookie Wright. I'm pretty sure Tim has a foot fetish at that. He popped up here so fucking hard to talk about these shoes. Oh man. Um, I'm sure he sucked toes. All right, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, we are all three comedians, and in New York City, the com comedy community has been shut down as a result of the pandemic, and a club um, who has been around since 1969 has recently shut its doors, finally bringing an end to its legacy, and that club is none other than Dangerfields. Um, go to the picture. Are you looking for the, 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 the black skin shoes? Thank you. Uh, Dangerfields. Uh, Dangerfields is located on the far east side of Manhattan. Um, it was opened by its namesake, Rodney Dangerfield. Um, and I am sad that it's closing, but let me just tell you, let me get big for y'all. I hated this fucking club. So um, <laughs> I hated this club. It was poorly ran. 
they they charge uh you know when you're a comedian you work on the show if you're on the show you get a discount like normally yeah. you'll get like half off on food if there's a food menu or maybe even a free meal depends on like what the policy is yeah. you get free drinks for sure as long as you tip you know like they just be like don't worry about the drink just make sure you tip the waitstaff but this club thinking that it was still 1969 was charging the comedians for drinks i remember asking for a bottle of water right before i'm like i started coughing i had to go on next i was like can i got a bottle of water they had me a regular bottle of poland spring it was like th that's three dollars i was like no but i'm on the show they was like no that is the discount for the comedians it's three dollars that's the discount they paid with a paper check for $25. So at the end of your set, you would get a check, not the, like a long ass check, a long ass paper check for your $25. Um, this is not the time to go into spot pay. I don't want y'all asking about $25. Um, that's a whole new conversation. And then uh, lastly, they gave like in the bathroom, the toilet paper was like bar napkins. So like you would go to like, you know, you know how you go to like have it roll out yeah. and it was just like the little squares that you had to go. And then patch your cooch and then, so uh I, I bring that up because comedy is going through a transformation right now. And I want to hear from both of you who perform all over the place. And Rashad, you actually have shows that you are doing now, indoor shows in Harlem. I'll let you speak on that. But I want to hear from you. Kenny, you also was the uh co-host and books one of the hottest shows in New York City for several years. What are some of the things that you want comedy clubs to do correctly? Um, or to stop doing when we come out of this. And Kenny, I'll start with you. Yeah, well, first of all, you got to pay people more than 25 fucking dollars. I hope we can cuss on this show, but uh, it's insane. And we know what tickets cost. Like, do you think just because we're comedians, we can't do math? Like, we know how much money is coming into this place. We know how much money it costs. And without us, this is not a thing. And also, I, I feel like find other ways to make money. So the pressure is not entirely on this two hours that the show's going on. Like, you know, have a have some good food that you serve during lunch. Have like karaoke nights on off nights, so it doesn't have to be comedy all the time. Like, you're an establishment. Make money seven nights a week, so that you don't have to call me on Wednesday night going. We've only sold 75% tickets. Uh, what are we going to do? It's like, I don't know. It's your fucking place. Like, d d d do a trivia night on Mondays. What, what are you talking about? So find other ways to make money. Um, quit acting like we're dumb. Pay us. Uh, and get rid of the item minimum so people don't feel trapped. Like, mm. make the. how about this? Make your place fun. And pe if, if your place is fun, people will order more than two drinks. Come on. Yeah. Also, the thing about Dangerfields, they had they had never. I yield never, my time. There you go. <laughs> and the thing about Dangerfields is they uh, never renovated. So when you walked in there, it was like you walked into 1969. Like they still had the lamps with the like little tassels around the lid on the table. They had a piano that didn't work. The microphone cord always fell out. It was dented. Like you, that, there's nothing worse than like. I don't know how all comedians don't have COVID because that microphone has been since at least 1982. Uh, Rashad, you run a show. And so what are the things that you wanted to incorporate in your show to kind of, you know, deal with the nonsense we deal with? I mean, uh, definitely. I agree with, I agree with Kenny pay us more. I mean, you're making so much money off the tickets. You're charging 20, $25 for your main showroom. 
and you're getting people in there every Saturday, every, every, like every, every weekend. So I'm just like, you know, this shouldn't be a reason why us working comics make more at a bar show than we do at a regular comedy club, because they they have the budget for it. Even though you know, even though these people aren't paying to get in, they're still paying a lot of money to uh, to buy food, to buy a drink, to buy whatever, and they're still tipping and everything. But we're still getting paid what seventy five hundred dollars as a headliner. You're getting what fifty dollars from the comedy seller you know no 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 disrespect no shade to them but i'm just like yeah like like kenny said make it more fun do do more stuff to 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 bring money to the club so you can pay us more you know we don't we don't do this for ourselves you know we we we're, we're delivering a service we're, we're making people happy we're making them forget about their day we're actually providing a medical service if you think about it, mm -hmm. it you know comedy helps relieve stress absolutely it helps you it helps you think clearer it it, it brings down your it it, it helps you to th think more clearly because you don't laughed about something you didn't had something inside you were holding on to so yeah. i feel like we deserve that money you know yeah. with me i run a spot called harlem nights uh, i've been doing it for uh five years mostly as an open mic but uh, the last two and a half years, I was doing like a, a show the last Monday of every month. And whoever I liked from the open mic, I give them a spot on the show. Just like that. And I will be there October 28th. Yes. Yes. I will be uh, closing the show out. And, um, you know, I really do care for you, Rashad, because I have not done a stand-up comedy show since March 15th. So, um, yes, this is one of two shows that I have agreed to do this month. So I'll be there. Okay. If you in Harlem, come out to Harlem yeah. nights. Where is it at again? The corner of that's on a hundred corner of 138th street and Adam Clayton Powell, uh, junior Boulevard. Uh, you can go to Rashad Bashir .com and you scroll down, you'll see the, uh, the event up for the 21st. I mean, for the, sorry, for the 28th. Mm -hmm. So definitely, uh, RSVP your tickets for that. Okay, I'll be doing comedy every Monday and every Wednesday uh, to that. So I have a show coming up on the 19th and the 21st and then the 26th and then the 28th where uh, Chloe will be headlining. Yeah. So um, definitely come out again. Like my name, Rashad Bashir. Just put RashadBashir.eventbrite.com. Yeah. Uh, and I'll put and I'll also make sure I'll put the link in the uh, description for the podcast version of this so people are listening they can go and click on it too. Cool, cool. Well, you know, I mean, I I have no idea what comedy is going to look like in 2021, but you know, I hope that they get certain things right, and you know, the people who weren't treating folks right will have to figure it out because you know nobody's going to risk their life to come back to an environment that's not really fully supportive of them. Okay, no. Kenny, you got something to say? Oh, I was waving bye-bye to the people that don't treat us right. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I just realized this too. Like the show, the show that I ran, the show that I ran too, we paid $25. And you know what? We charge people to get in fucking zero dollars. And that's why we paid 25 and we felt bad about it. You know, so it's like, come on, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know what else is crazy? Our last story of this evening. This is our last story of the evening. Um, someone shared this video with me and it made me equally intrigued and 
low-key disgusted. Um, talk about a hard job. This gentleman um, is narrating a video of a masseuse, and this is a genre of masseuse masseusism, this is not a word. Masseuse? Uh, <laughs> this is a genre of uh, massages that are sweeping um, the nation, and it is an erotic massage. I don't know if this man is a licensed masseuse, but he is booked and busy and blessed because this is how he treats his female and female-only clients. Listen to the color commentary. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-mm. King Midas ain't finna play for the 99 and the 2000. King Midas massage. Well, you just need that dog on special touch. Look how he rapping on that girl. Right, he all no. on her spinal cord. Ooh, wee. King Midas ain't bleeding, dog. Listen, she must be a janitor or something. Look how he winding her joints up. Lord, mercy, <laughs> bro. Please don't do both of them, King Midas. Don't do it. For the sake of God, don't do both of her legs, King Midas. Don't. It ain't going to be no good. Lord, have mercy. Look at him. Yep, he indeed. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Um, I have, I got, no, I got to kick Kenny on this one. Um, first of all, fuck that dude for having muscles. First off, let's just, let's just go there. I, he kissed my ass. First off, that lady in that video had better been single because if that was my fiance, both of y'all dead. I don't care. I would say it on live right now. No fucking way, bro. Make sure each one of your female clients is either happily divorced or happily separated because you will lose your life. There's no listen, way. Listen, Rashad. Fiance. What if? No. What if? Listen. What if she doesn't have? What if that woman doesn't have good medical coverage and she's dealing with like a pinched nerve in her back and he only charged sixty dollars an hour for a deep tissue massage and she decides to go with him because she don't have health care because you know he has not First been of able all, to cut in a deep tissue massage on YouTube is free. I will figure that shit out and I will do it. I'm not about to have. Some motherfucker named Dawu touch you all up and shit, and she be like, "No, don't touch me." His like, name is his no. name is King Midas for a reason. I don't give a damn what the fuck his name is. No, you was <laughs> ladies be single if you're going to get a massage from him. Be single because you will lose your teeth from your man if you let King Mite off or whatever the fuck is amigos uh, with muscles. If you let him touch you. And you are happily married. That is the you are signing divorce papers once you have come down from that massage. I'm gonna just let you know that right now. Um, Brooke says her medical coverage is through Pornhub. Probably. <laughs> um, uh, Darren says the way they advertise it online is that most of y'all gonna break up with him in six months anyway. Don't miss your opportunity. Go ahead and get that massage, girl. Go ahead and get that massage. I mean, if you're not engaged, first of all, uh, Kenny, what, uh, are you? Do you feel as passionately as Rashad does about? See, Kenny was fanning himself. He was hot and balling <laughs> after seeing that man shrouded that massage table and order that woman down like a like a chicken wing. Yeah. First of all, he should call himself King Midol because I think he specializes in the uterus. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also. <laughs> I've gotten a massage before, and I've never had a masseuse with a sleeveless shirt. 
That's not uh, that's not how that because you said up top, Chloe. I hope this man is a licensed masseuse. I'm here to tell you that is not a licensed masseuse. That is a man in a garage with a Craigslist account. That is what that is. <laughs> and uh, nothing that's happening in that garage was taught to him by any sort of teacher. There was no acupuncturist. That is just a man who is looking to get his way into the pornography industry, and he's just trying to take this weird side cut. And uh, I agree with Rashad. Fuck him for having muscles. You don't need to do all this to get laid. You don't got to do this creepy roundabout side hustle. Just take that sleeveless shirt to the bar and stand there. You'll be fine. Renina says Rashad's toxicity was triggered by that clip. He said, oh, hell, you goddamn right. I don't know. You goddamn Fuck that. No. He know what he doing. He know what he know what he doing. He know it. That mother he he was mad because he didn't get First of all, on power. So he was like, let me go out here and give these massages. Let me ex let me use my other skills. No, fuck that. No. No, there's no there's no way. Chloe, you First know of all, damn what sense well. does it make to be like let, let, Chloe, you know damn yeah, well if a man is touching you like that. He is not massaging you. He's trying to Netflix and chill. That's it. That's Listen, all let me tell you something. Um, because she was on her back and the way he was stroking her body, right? I didn't see no need. There was no technique other than open hand and oil and him just like, like he was just like, like massaging the, the top layer, but he wasn't getting to no muscles and no nerve. And you know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't no. doing no deep. It was like, he was stroking. Like if her, if he was stroking his dick, that's the same way he was stroking her body. Number one. And number two, when I saw this massage, I was like, this is the man who always says, yo, you want a massage when you go into his house. And I want to ask both of y'all men, why do y'all think that that is the only way that you can initiate foreplay is by offering a weak ass, half ass massage. Kitty. I don't. Go ahead. All, I get full on massages. Okay, I get you in the. I get you in the toe joints. I get you right there in the knees, the elbows. Okay. First of all, this guy, no. All right, that right there. I gotta try that. That's all I'm saying. I Listen. Well, that. he uh, his account on uh, Instagram is King Midas. Look him up and then take notes. I don't and give you can a practice. damn now because he just that just made me mad because I'm no. Just but like, I'm just saying you might want to do it. You know, you've been with your lady for nine years. You ain't never rub her down like a turkey, like uh, Brooke said. Rub her down like a turkey, like how he just did that lady. But just like a turkey and flip her over, flip and her over, baster. Her. Yep. Listen, Chloe. Okay. Just, uh, this is a method for dudes that don't eat pussy. That's all that is. This is for the DJ Collins of the world. You got to do this <laughs> weird sideways shit where you got to pretend. Like, how 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 are you going to act like you're rubbing her back, but you got her laying on her back? That doesn't even make sense. And this every time he make rubs any her, sense. he's just like, he yeah, just... you got to put your uh, you got to put your vagina to my penis. Like your back. Yep, p pretty much. That's what he was doing. That, but you, you know what? Now. Women pay. For this, he's not the first. This is not the only uh, erotic massage. Women pay for this. I'm. A, I don't want to see what his rates are. Hold on, let me see if I can find. First of all, what they didn't show at the end of the video is that she squirted on his shirt. I'm gonna just. <laughs> she she caught him with the whack. That's what she did. She she caught him with the whack. I'm just I'm just putting that out. There. Let me see if yeah, he's he, like an Airbnb. Uh, there's like a there's a cleanup fee you got to pay when you see King Midas. Listen, he it. Oh wow. Okay, hold on. First of all, 
it just says pay me. I don't even I don't even know how you can book him because it just says his website just says pay me on Cash App. Um, and I don't know how you book him. No. And the pay me on Cash App button shakes. If you go to his site, it just shakes to tell you like you should click here first. Um, so you know what? I think with a person like this, you can't really put your uh your your dates and availability up because men like Rashad are gonna come and track you down and try to kill you. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yo, I'm gonna be out, yo, I'm a I'm a and I'm gonna come with two cougars and a raccoon just on my shoulder. I'm like, yeah, get him. That's him. Mike, skip that motherfucker. You're gonna see that little cougar come out. Ah, ha, ha. Like, no, no, no. We no, we not doing that. Um, no. if any ladies in Atlanta are watching, he will be there October 28th through November 2nd, just in time to relieve your stress before election day. Um yeah. Okay. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. You know what, ladies? Y'all gonna need that for that for that week. That that that's understandable because that's gonna be that's gonna. It's not a stressful time, but it'll bring down your stress for wanting to jump Trump. Listen. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm trying to find out. Oh, okay. I'm trying to find out what his prices are, but it's DM only. So first of all, any person who only does business exclusively on DMs, don't do it. No, no. <laughs> Excuse me, oh. don't do it. He made me sneeze on that because that just I know his business is not kosher. Yeah. If he says if you make an appointment, you got to hit me in the DM. Cash is where you pay for illegal business. You know what that was, <laughs> Chloe? You allergic to bullshit. That's exactly <laughs> what that was. Thank you. That's oh. exactly what it was. Oh my goodness. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me, Rashad and Kenny, for another episode of Chloe Across America. Uh, uh, Kenny, I'll start with you first because you have the special delay. Kenny, where can people follow you and support you? Go ahead. Yeah, sorry that I'm uh, reporting live from this murder cabin, but uh, if you want to follow me, it's at Kenny DeForest. That's K-E-N-N-Y-D-E-F-O-R-E-S-T. Uh, the last post I posted might be my last post. This might be my last night alive. We'll find out. Um, but I got a lot of shit coming. I got a podcast on the way. Um, I'll be doing stand-up again as soon as we're allowed. I was working on a new uh, album slash special whenever shit hits. So as soon as we can get restarted, I'll be getting back to that. So give me a follow. Kenny DeForest, my preferred, or uh, Instagram and Twitter. And that's it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, Chloe. This was really fun. Absolutely. And Rashad, where can people support you? Yes, uh, you can find me, Rashad Bashir, on Facebook, uh, comedian underscore R Bashir, two on IG, uh, C underscore R Bashir, two on Twitter. Uh, check out my podcast, The Struggle Beer Podcast, on all platforms, and check out my movie, And There Were Four, on Amazon Prime Video. And RSVP your tickets for October 28th at Harlem Nights Bar. The tickets are free. Go to RashadBashir.Eventbrite.com for those tickets. There you go. And I'll be there October 28th. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. I adore both of you. Um, I wish you all the best. And hopefully I'll see you soon. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen and folks. Thank you again for tuning in to Chloe Across America. Um, Tim, do you have anything you want to say? Did you find me skin shoes? I did, but the um, the guy that was making them, um, they they were doing it back in like the uh, the eighteen hundreds. Oh, I mean, yeah, then that's yeah, then that's real. But I'm sure it's a motherfucker out there making shoes out of uh, nigger skin somewhere. Somewhere. Listen, you know, uh, 
Thomas Jefferson had uh, slave teeth in his mouth and, you know, they used to use uh, slave hair, like enslaved people, when they cut their hair, they use our hair because it was so, you know, uh, fluffy Mm -hmm. as a pillow cushion and seat cushion filler. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would not be surprised if there's a pair of shoes somewhere in somebody's Mm -hmm. great, great, great Nana's chest of drawer that was made of uh, indigenous people and or African skin. Oh, yeah. I do have one thing. Uh-oh, why? And, and um, well, wait, wait, wait. <gasps> oh, yeah. Let me see. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm, I'm fucking up over here. Okay. There you go. Oh. So, today, I, I was I was woken up by, by Miss Chloe. First thing I saw on my feed, I was like, oh, my goodness. Hello. And I was like, what's going on there? Um. Chloe has been to my house uh, so many times, but I've never seen her quite like this. You mean my boobs out? That's what you're talking about. uh, I think I've seen your cleavage before, but for some reason, this picture is just doing something for me. And so tomorrow is uh, National Chloe Hilliard Appreciation Day. You know what that means, right? Um, Chloe will be accepting some Venmos and uh, cash apps and PayPal's and oh, hit the like buttons because y'all still not doing. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Like, uh, there's a disconnection with the finger and the mind. There you go. Like, share, so, subscribe. But yeah, tomorrow is National Chloe Hilliard Appreciation Day. Oh, so let's let's try to get the Chloe uh, Venmo popping tomorrow so she can pay me. There you go. Um, and also tune in tomorrow on all CBS stations around the country and watch the Drew Barrymore show where I will be a guest and you can see me in action. Thank you to everybody who tunes in. Thank you to all of our faithful viewers. I appreciate each and every one of you. I sincerely mean that. And I will see all of you next week. And we need to figure out what we're going to do for a show during the week of the election. So make sure you have suggestions on what we should do the week of the election, because I may just be on here crying. Um, So we got to figure that out. All right. And maybe we'll do something really fun to like lift our spirits, because I'm sure there will be still counting ballots because early voter turnout and mail-in ballots are at an all-time high. So we're going to do something fun that week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Tim, are you ready with the screen? Cause I don't want to, I don't want to say goodbye and you don't have the right screen. Okay, good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Have a good night. Stay safe. Be blessed.